Hey there, and welcome back to the Virtual Cafe for another coffee combo about business finances. I'm your host, Kerry Zab, and I am joined by Kim White. We invite you to join us at our table with your favourite brew. Let's pull up our chairs and get into today's episode. Come on, let's go. It's coffee time. Welcome back, Kim. Hey, Cherry. I'm excited for today's conversation. How about you? I'm always excited for conversations with you, Carrie. Well, I'm going to question that, Kim, because we've got a bit of a tricky one today. It could be a little bit, maybe even a touch heavy. Ooh, now I'm scared, Carrie. Oh, I don't think we need to be scared. It's just we're going to talk about bank accounts in your business because I think there's a lot of people out there a bit confused about how many should we have. Maybe we should have more. Is more good? Is more bad? Is it too hard? Should I have one? One bank account, Kim? Ooh, Carrie, this is gonna get spicy. This is spicy lattes. It could <laughs> it could be a little spiced latte, yes, yes. <laughs> so Kim, I wanna I wanna I'll start with the simple. When we start a business, we should have a business bank account. However, I'm very aware that a lot of people start a business as a sole trader, sole proprietor, and therefore that's them as an individual running their business, and they quite often already have a bank account. I think that's the biggest thing I've seen, is like, and it kind of blew my mind a little bit, Kim, because my brain's always been in the, you start a business, you open a bank account for the business. And although I've been a sole trader and I've been in those shoes, I went down that path of, I've started a business, here's its dedicated bank account. And a lot of people don't do that. I think a lot of people, and I don't think fall into business is probably not the best term, but I think a lot of people start doing business almost accidentally. It's not an official, today is the day, I'm gonna be official and all of that. I think they start something sometimes as a side hustle, sometimes as, you know, they start doing something they're good at and somebody wants them to sell them whatever that is. And then it starts turning into a business versus here's the official, you know, line in the sand everything is official today. I think that almost comes later, especially if you've not done business before. I would absolutely agree with that, Kim, and that has been kind of what's been portrayed of exactly what's happened because you're right, you know, people evolve and shift into business. Not not too many people probably in the real world, I'll call it, actually go out and go, oh, I'm going to start a business and this is what I'm going to do and I'll put my business hat on. And you're right, a lot of it just kind of happens. It's it's just by happenstance that people start trading as a business or build a business. And like you said, Kim, from someone going, oh, you can do that. Oh, great. Yeah, I'll, I'll have some of that type of thing. So then what does that mean for a bank account, Kim? Well, the truth is, Kerry, it means it's a hot mess. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I see. This is what I see. I think whenever we are doing something business-wise, even if we make it official, even if we do some of those things, it's still, 
I feel like takes time if we don't understand how to separate that from the beginning or we don't understand how, you know, how to set it up where our business has money to be able to pay whatever expenses are. Um, I've seen a lot of people caring who keep it in their personal because they don't have this lump of money that they just set aside that, okay, this is my, you know, $200,000 to do my business with. So here's my bank account with that money. It's more, okay, this is due. So let me pay it. I've got the money to pay it, but it's not in my business. Mm. So I think there's some great lines in there that a lot of people, well, I'm going to say when you start most people. Yeah, I think so too, Kim. And I think where it can get a little bit more complicated when our business funds are morphed in with our personal funds is we don't know which dollar belongs to who. You know, you could have, and I'm just going to paint a little picture here for a second, you, you could have a husband and wife and the husband goes to work and the wife has started a business, but they have a joint bank account. So therefore, his money's coming in and then she's got some money coming in. Well, what belongs to what? It's sitting in the bank account as one lump sum. Nobody knows who, what belongs to who and for what reason and for what purpose. And that creates the, the little start of the mess that we have to unravel come tax time, potentially. And I want to put this out here, Kim, because I've got some pretty firm beliefs when it comes to bank accounts. So I'm going to go pretty hard but I really want to get the points across to anyone tuning in. I'm buckling up, Gary. I'm buckling up. <laughs> Good work. Good work, Kim. Thank you. But I do believe you should have a business bank account for your inbound funds. Any client or customer that's going to pay you pays you into account number one. Account number two is your expenses account. So anything going out of your business comes out of account number two. And the reason is because you want to see the money come in and then start to control it. If you don't have that level of control, we can all live on one business bank account. We can. We absolutely can. So for anyone out there that's suddenly going, gulp, I've only got one bit, you're fine. You're okay. Everything's okay. My recommendation is to set up a second account for your expenses to give you an extra layer of control. So you move the money from the one coming in to the one going out. And I'll, I've, got, I've got another thing attached to that. I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> then I think we could have, if you're ready for it, because it's not for everyone, you can have a third bank account to put some savings in your emergency savings, your project savings, your slush fund, your rainy day funds. I've spoken about it before, guys. That's where you put your surplus funds into account number three. But I want to head back to account number two, Kim. You're taking notes, Carrie. Good. I'm not a big lover of cards. I don't like credit cards in business. I know some people feel the need to have them to attach them to things that they feel they can't pay without a credit card. You guys are okay, we're still friends, it's all right. It's just my personal, I did used to have a credit card in my business and I no longer have it because I would fill it up and pay it off and fill it up and pay it off. Never paid a cent in interest, 
but I felt like it was just a little bit of a slippery slope that I didn't want to play with anymore, so I decided not to. So the account that you hold the majority of your funds in, if you have surplus funds in your bank account, should not have a card attached to it. Whether that's number two or number three, I suggest number three, if you've got those surplus funds, don't have a card attached to it. Have it separated so that if you, it happens all the time, guys. We hear about online fraudulent activity. I've seen it with clients, 50 cents, 80 cents, a dollar, two dollars, bam, they're taking thousands. Like you've got to be really careful. So therefore, if you've got surplus funds or even funds that you need, it may not even be funds that are necessarily spare, but you've got them set aside for something in your business. As soon as you attach a card to that account and you put it somewhere online, unfortunately, you're risking the funds that you need in your business. So Kim, I'm just going to pack away my milk crate for a moment. <laughs> got a bit carried away. Whoops. No, Carrie, you're bringing the fire today. This is something that I have experienced. Like I have experienced my accounts being wiped out um, from someone who, I, you know, I have no idea how they got into them, but they did. And it's a horrible feeling. I think you're brilliant when you give this, you know, those, those kind of parameters of why not to. And you know what? It's not for everyone to have this multi-layer system of bank accounts. I do, I do recommend it for that layer of protection that you can have from the online nasties. However, you might just decide you want two accounts. You want your inbound account for the money coming in and you want a holding account. So that second account, if you decide that that's your holding account for your expenses, your savings, your project funds, whatever that is, account number two becomes the account that doesn't have a card on it. And just use number one, put money back in account number one when you need to pay for something. If it does need a card, use account number one. And I think a lot of people fall into this trap, Kim, and I want to speak to this for a moment and get your take on it as well. I feel like a lot of business owners fall into the trap of feeling like the more accounts we have, the more money we've got, and the more successful we look. <laughs> what do you think of that, Kim? <laughs> Let me just say, Carrie, it, the appearances and worrying about appearances is is dangerous. For that. Because that's about ego. That's about trying to be something that maybe you're not. And that is just flat out dangerous. When you are doing something that makes sense for your business, it's a way to protect your business. It's a way to protect you. Cause I'll be honest, Carrie, I a lot of times need to be protected from my own self. Oh, yes. You know, I will do some silly stuff when I'm melty or I will do some silly stuff, make some bad decisions sometimes. You know, we, we just recorded a tech toys podcast when we were talking about some of that where we confessed some of our you know getting over into the to the weeds or getting over into buying something we didn't really need i think this is a good way to protect yourself is to not have it available or to be very clear about this money separate this is not just spending money 
Because I think in the beginning, when you start to make money in your business, it's exciting. So, ooh, I have this extra money to spend. And when you separate it out, it does give you a little bit more power over your own self of not going to make this easy. If you don't attach a card to it, it's not easy to get that money. It's not easy to just take it and go, well, you know what? I'll put it back. I'll spend this $5,000, but I'll put it back someday, you know, because then we'll come to the place we need it and we don't have it. And then what? Because you were talking about credit cards, Carrie. Then we start getting over into, well, I have to have this credit card because I can't control myself even. And I do have a, I guess, a, a sketchy opinion on this where, you know, sometimes credit cards are okay. Sometimes they're not. I think it depends on the human behind the business. I think it depends on the business. And anytime you can do without having that kind of stuff, it's very powerful. It's very empowering. And Kim, I love that that extra piece you brought into the conversation about the protection because when I was younger, I didn't save money because I didn't condition myself to even try. Later in life, when I started to think, oh, I really should maybe start being a bit more adult-like and look to save some money, I actually opened an account with a completely different bank. And when I moved money into that account, it was only an online account and it was only available to move money into and out of, but it took 48 hours for the money to come back. And that stopped me from doing dumb things with my savings that I was hopefully creating. By the way, wasn't successful. I'll just say that up front. <laughs> Not because of the 48 hour thing, I stopped putting money in it. I chose to do other things with my money at the time, but I loved that structure. And thinking now, if, if I was saying to my younger self, you better save some money, use that 48 hour delay because it stops you impulse doing things. You can't just suddenly, you know, oh, don't have any money in the bank, but geez, you know, I wanna go out for dinner and I wanna go and do this and you know, I should be able to do all these things because I work for it, you know, like all of those mentalities that we have as business owners, that was a beautiful system to actually have that separate account, to create that delay, to stop some stupidity. But Carrie, on this same point, I will tell you, I went back to, I'm going to call a primitive way of doing things <laughs> for a while because I found myself out of control and I went back to taking the cash out for whatever I was gonna do, like spending wise. So, and it didn't last very long, like it didn't have to last very long, but it was like a reset for me of, oh yeah, these numbers on this card or these numbers on this, you know, bank account, that's real money. It's not just pretty numbers that I can just pretend like there's an endless amount of that. So when you have to make some decisions based on cash, it, it will reset your thinking. It will reset that way of doing it. And I think that's what you're talking about when you're talking about the separate bank accounts. If we need to make it a little harder for ourselves for a little while, why not make it a little harder if that's going to keep us from busting the bank accounts? Yeah, exactly. 
And you know what? I don't want anyone to walk away from this episode and think, oh, I need to, you know, layer everything up and make it overcomplicated. If you're not ready to have additional accounts in your business because you can't control one on your finance side, if you won't sit down and do your numbers, it is definitely not time to open up additional accounts because there is a little bit more involved in having additional accounts and keeping a track of those. But if you've got one and it's working well and you wanna to start to look to expand the portfolio of controlling your finances, having additional accounts can work in your favor so long as you're dedicated to actually doing the right thing, putting the right money in the right place for the right reasons, it, it can be magical. It can actually really help you control your business finances by having, well, can we, we have another podcast called Buckets and Boom Gates, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we never, I don't think we've ever spoken about it here, but we do have another podcast called Buckets and Boom Gates. And I like to think of my money in my bank accounts going into my buckets for their intended purpose. So for anyone tuning in here, go and check out Buckets and Boomgates because we have cool conversations over there as well. <laughs> Kim, any final thoughts about the bank accounts before we wrap up this conversation today? I think honestly, Carrie, making sure what you need in your business, don't, don't, don't do your business based on someone else's, do it on based on yours. So if you need more bank accounts, know why. If you need less bank accounts, know that also. And if you don't already know the answers, you should talk to Carrie because she's an amazing financial designer. How's that, Carrie? <laughs> perfect words from a perfect princess. And what more could you ask for, guys? Honestly, this is what it's all about. And thank you, Kim, for joining me in the virtual cafe for this conversation. And I think we've got another one coming next week, yeah? We do. And thank you, Carrie, for inviting me to the table because I learned so much from you. Oh, thanks, Kim. I'll see you next week. See you then, Carrie. Thanks for joining us in the virtual cafe. You can follow the show to be notified of future episodes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating or personal review. Until next time, happy biz beans to you. No beans were harmed during the production of this podcast. Information contained in this podcast should be taken as general advice only and your personal circumstances have not been taken into account. It is recommended that you seek financial advice from a professional who is licensed to do so. If you choose to act upon the general advice shared, you do so at your own risk.